Your one true love. Fairy tales and movies have sold us the idea, but this pair of YouTubers guarantee that they can help you find it. In exchange for a few thousand dollars and your unwavering obedience, these chronically online lovebirds claim they can put you in harmonious union with the other half of your soul. But those who have escaped the pair claim that it costs much more than money. This week's episode is Twin Flames Universe, Part 1. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. Uh are you ready for a juicy episode today? I... We're going to be so juicy today! There comes a time when the world unites as one in their feelings about something. And I feel like in this tumultuous time, we can all agree that these two assholes <laughs> are two of the stupidest, goddamn worst, most problematic certainly disgusting for sure cringe <laughs> so gross did i say problematic already yeah 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 harmful terrible um, yeah just In terrible all awful all around shitheads that i hope because all they've wanted their whole life is fame yes i hope that um, all these docu-series and podcasts that are now covering them and exposing what they're doing Brings them the fame that they've been wanting. I hope now that there's so many more eyes on them that they really get the fame they've been looking for. It's a real, you know, what they call it like a monkey's paw moment, right? Of like, I wish to be the most well-known person on in, on the planet for 15 minutes. Is like, bitch, you can't control what people say no, also, about you. Why are you being well-known? Is it because yeah. you were meeting the president and you shit your pants and CNN Dude. caught it and it's all over the news? So for 15 minutes, that's your story? I don't want to be unlocked. well known for that, but you got to no. be specific in your wishes. Yeah, you can't just be like, we're going to start a YouTube channel and someday millions of people are just going to be watching it. And it was like, and roasting you. You have to finish the end of the sentence. Yeah. You're like watching it and that's all and not leaving comments like stupid bitch, ugly. And here's the thing. If you're wondering who we're talking about, it's the Twin Flames universe, Jeff and Megan, who now go by Jeff Ender Divine and Shalia Divine. The only thing I hated more than these people was having to spell her name 8,000 times while writing this because I, it got to the point where I just had to keep it to the side and copy mm-hmm. and paste it because it's a made up name. And therefore I don't know how to spell it and my brain couldn't compute it. Certainly it's uh it's what she will get to how she found that name and found her. But these two, if you've never seen their videos or you haven't logged into your Netflix recently, he looks like the uh, <laughs> dirty rat face guy that you went to high school with. That was a fucking dork back then and like grew up and thought he was cool. And she looks like the girl you went to high school with that ended up with that guy. Yeah. So in that way, they are very much perfectly matched with each other because they both look like the douchebags from your high school that made good on a multi-level marketing scheme, yeah. which is, 
essentially what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. TLDR. (laughs) He, uh, he's, man, what really grinds my gears about both of them is that they both think they are just so hot, not just in their bullshit work, but like physically. Yeah. And throughout the Netflix has a docuseries and it's on Prime, right? The other one. Yeah. Throughout, there is an evolution of their look that I can't quite get my head around. That's the thing is, it's one thing. It's the problem when you get into this sort of tunnel vision echo chamber of yourself is that you don't have anybody around you to be like, I love you, sister, but that much Maybelline foundation caked upon you as if you were speckling a wall. Don't do that. No. Like, she get needs somebody in her life. life. You know? Yeah. Somebody yeah. like them because they, they're they doing themselves yeah. dirty in those early videos. The, some of the early videos, he looked like Gilligan from Gilligan's <laughs> Island in one of them. He's just wearing like a red sweater. Ridiculous. <laughs> and then now he's got his hair all long. And then there's one video that they're shooting in their car. I was recently watching about their sex, <sighs> which we'll get to. <laughs> but he has sunglasses on the whole time. And I was like, I would bet a billion majillion dollars the life of everybody in the whole planet that that motherfucker the whole time was staring at himself like i just you can just feel it that he's just like hey like kick back Mm -hmm. and you know he's fucking staring at himself and it just i can't we've got three episodes to talk about it let's just man yeah my stomach dropped at the thought of them having sex which is something (sighs) they love to talk about and he's like sex sex with your twin flame is so great and she's like, sex is so good. I love it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's like, whatever. It's like, right? <laughs> right, Jeff? <laughs> the all amount of videos she, I've been watching. Dude, all she does is parrot him. She's just like a little parrot on his yeah. shoulder. He'll say yeah. a word like, and that's how you know that they're the one. The one. Yeah, yeah the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the it's one. just, exactly. it's, it's, um, yeah. We're making fun of it, but. Uh, when you get down to brass tacks, it's extremely harmful, dangerous, problematic, not just the rhetoric they're spewing, but also um, you can tell within their own dynamic that it is very toxic and unhealthy. Yes, probably part two. It might be in part three, but there are some, I feel like the later videos, you start to see some fractures, mm. that you start to see some moments. So it's all well and good and everything. So perfect, so perfect, so perfect and, until it isn't. Which, when you're running a cult, comes up hard and fast. Everybody thinks it's all rainbows and lollipops when you're starting out. (laughs) And then, unless you're running a rainbow and lollipop cult, it doesn't work out. (laughs) Then it is. It's rainbows, lollipops, and a lot of logistics. (laughs) It's hard to get a rainbow on demand, but if you can do it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you got to learn how to control the weather. Also, (laughs) lollipops, there's a lot of flavors. How do you parse out who gets what? So are many. certain days certain flavors? Is it a grab bag like Dum Dums? Do you have mystery flavors? Ugh. Do you have those ones with the little ring that you used to get at the bank and you stick your finger through until it get all mushy, mm. the paper? Man, mm. those were good. Yeah. Anyway, lollipops. So, <laughs> twin flames. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. Uh, <laughs> right? Me too. I'm Christy too. I'm also Christy. I just feel it. I'm also you. We're the same. Oh, we are twin flames. We so are. We totally are. <laughs> Well, let's get into it. (laughs) Jeffrey Ion grew up in Lapeer, Michigan, where from a young age, friends say he was obsessed with learning everything he could about American business magnate Warren Buffett. 
Following his entrepreneurial interest, Jeff graduated from Western Michigan University's business school in 2010. Shortly after, he sold everything he owned and moved to California to work in a subsistence farm. Continuing with his newly adopted hippie lifestyle, Jeff moved to Hawaii in 2012, where he built a shack, began going by the name Ender Ionethos, and started the travel blog Ender's Adventures, named after his love for the sci-fi novel series Ender's Game. So, well, yeah, he was a dork. Listen, let me just say, uh, Wondery also did a podcast. They interview Eric Rogers, which is his friend. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, he's like, I busted in on my friend. And then it turns out he was watching the Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett's company, like results. Like he was essentially the earnings call. And he was like, I'm going to be a billionaire like Warren Buffett someday when he was like 13. So it is in that sense, kind of a bummer that this kid's like so obsessed with greed and money and capitalism from such a young age that that's how he sees the world of like, I got to, how can I get get there how can i make my you know make my money and then he goes to business school and does a total 180 and is like let's sell everything i'm just gonna move and be a hippie on the subsistence farm and then to hawaii and eric was like yeah i don't know he just like sold all his shit and moved but i would say throw spaghetti at the wall you're seeing what sticks he's just like trying anything out already to see like okay where's my in for some kind of business this is when like online things really taking off Mm -hmm. he starts this travel blog but it's also like this lifestyle guru blog when he's in hawaii and the whole um if I'm not mistaken, the plot to Ender's Game is about a guy that controls a mass of people from behind his computer, correct? Yes, Harry. and it's interesting. Well, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. And also, he and Eric as kids, they built gaming computers. They're into video games. And yeah, when he goes to Hawaii, he's like builds a shack and then eats like bananas, only bananas for 30 days. And is like, I'm going to let you guys know how it goes when I eat bananas for 30 days. And it's just kind of anything he can get to try to get attention. Yeah. You see, it's 2012, the rise of YouTube. How can I get attention? And uh, very briefly, I called the several court clerks to just get because I was like getting legal documents and stuff. And one of them was the um, jurisdiction where he did his name change. And shout out to the court clerk because I was I just told her his uh, original last name, Ion. And I said, you know, can you I'm trying to see if there's any court cases. And she's like, yeah. And she goes, there's um, there's a name change here. And I said, uh, oh, okay, well, can you tell me, is it public record? She said, yeah, it has to be published, you know, publicly, all this is public record. I said, so can you tell me what it went to, to what it, you know, what it turned into? And she said, it was Jeffrey Philip Ion, and it's uh, Jeffrey Ender... divine i quite nearly fell off my yoga ball i laughed so hard i fell out and she's like oh is that all you needed i go i'm sorry it's that fucking twin flames guy and she goes oh my god we're all watching it and i said well i'm looking stuff up i have a podcast so shout out from the court clerk's office if y'all listening in michigan there you go but that's like on paper that's his name now jeffrey ender that's how much you love ender's game he changed it several times yeah and then settled on that saying it was his one true name and the only thing he will now answer to which i can you take something that belongs to someone else and now say it's yours i mean you can it's pathetic though but you can yeah Eric Rogers, Jeff's childhood friend, recalled to interviewers from the docuseries Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe, that it was around this time he noticed a drastic shift in Jeff. He wanted to do life and career coaching, which at this point as a 25-year-old, what meaningful career advice do you have to give? 
fucking roasted. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got him. Also, for all the tea from Eric when he goes, yeah, in 2008, Jeff finally lost his virginity when he was 21, and he texted all of us and said, I lost it. It's party time. Uh, so they all went and bought white t-shirts and wrote on Sharpie with Sharpies on the shirt, Jeff lost it. And he had a shirt that said, I lost it, and brought all his friends together for a party. And then I was on a walk, and I quite honestly almost threw myself in the sewer system and swam to the ocean and swam away because it was the most cringe thing I'd ever heard in my life. That is beyond embarrassing, but also foreshadowing as to how important he thinks, not just sex, but like bragging about it and Mm -hmm. kind of using women as ownership. Like, oh, I conquered this. I conquered this woman and I lost my virginity. You know, Mm -hmm. it's... uh, Already at that age, he already had, you know, that kind of mindset. And then when you get a bunch of people that are willing to pay you money and listen to you, shit like that becomes very dangerous. It's, yeah, when you put that out as an ethos of yourself, it's real MDE, which is minuscule dick energy. I just coined (laughs) that. Believing he had a lot of advice to give, Jeff, now going by Ender, began marketing himself as a lifestyle guru. His LinkedIn profile stated his job was a lifestyle design entrepreneur. However, a prescient 2012 tweet referenced a more alarming business venture. Someone emailed me today saying I should start a cult. Free punch at my jungle compound. (laughs) (laughs) So many problems with this. One. Rude. People died. I fucking hate when people make light of Jonestown and drinking kool-aid it's such a tired joke it's also just like uh, 900 people died including a ton of children like it's not something we should all be so casual to joke about so one it's problematic two as a comedian i'm offended because it's not funny it's old it's done it's fucking Mm -hmm. tired it's It's low-hanging fruit he's been eating so many of those fucking bananas he's just going for (laughs) low-hanging fruit all over the place Yeah, that's some hack shit. It's tired as fuck. It so really is. tired. Megan Plant was born in Canada where she was raised in a Catholic family, something she and Jeff slash Ender had in common. A free spirit, Megan later moved to Sedona, where she enjoyed creative and spiritual hobbies such as photography and Reiki. Believing she was a gifted psychic, Megan studied under a spiritual teacher named Altona Lamp. It was this New Age mentor that told Megan she should change her name to Shalea or Shalia or however. I've heard it pronounced several ways. Even she has said it different ways. So I'm like, if you don't even know what your name is, how is anybody else supposed to know? That's the problem. It's like you take Shannon and Princess Leia and you smash them together or whatever. But you're right because it's not it, – there's no reference. And then if she's inconsistent, it creates inconsistencies. She claims she was on a conscious journey and the name was intuited to her and she would channel it. The thing about channeling is it seems like it's a lot of sitting around and thinking and I'm great at that. Mm. So I just want to say I can channel things. Me too. And uh, God also talks to me too, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, at this time she was apparently – Jeff said, oh, she was sleeping in a mattress on the floor of the garage she was riding a bike in the desert heat her life was so terrible and then uh, we met you know what i would take sleeping on a mattress in a garage and riding around sedona on a bike any day over having to share a bed with this greasy motherfucker yeah dude that hair fucking hanging over you so greasy and then anytime i see people like that that have really long, greasy hair, I ask myself, 
does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> Like she's probably gonna say it, but then you pause, <laughs> and then I thought had so much time to think about it and envision it, and now all I can think is that it's like so long on either oh, side, dude, of it, yeah. and it's just like in the middle, just kind of like in the middle, and then it's just long on either side, and then just a little bit of hair on top and bottom, like his little goatee. <laughs> Yeah, his and then balls it's like, just have a tiny little tuft of hair at the top, and then, it goes, and then tiny. <laughs> Oh man! Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. He's real gross. He's real gross. I mean, he sucks. He, he sucks too. shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's patchouli ass bitch. You know, <laughs> fucking axe body spraying patchouli the whole time. Through a mutual friend, Jeff and Shalea were introduced online in 2012. At the time, Jeff was still living in Hawaii, and Shalea in Sedona. Jeff later wrote in Chapter One of his book Twin Flames: Finding Your Ultimate Lover about their first encounter. After having commented on one of Shalea's online pics that she was weirdly sexy, Jeff recalled Shalea's reaction. She messaged me that night. You horny? I blinked at my computer screen. This woman is ridiculous. Always, I replied while brushing her off. Jeff continues the nauseating story, telling readers... I'm busy with 9 million other women pursuing me, but the conversation with her continued, and within 30 minutes of talking to her, I had done something I'd never done in my 26 years of babe hunting. I asked her to marry me. This was half a joke at the time, but looking back, I realized there was something different about this kooky chick. (laughs) If I don't finish this episode, it's because I've died of secondhand cringe, so please just... Uh, call in Tommy. I can't. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm Tommy, gonna pass away at my keyboard. Nine million women. We're gonna. We're gonna believe yeah. that nine million women are pursuing this dipshit. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would say that might be an overestimation. I think it's an overestimation uh, by eight million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand and nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> I think true, this kooky <laughs> chick is the only, the only one. one. It's trying to slide into his DMs. And it sounds like from the jump, they were both just trying to fuck. Well, I when you're a babe hunter, a certified <laughs> babe hunter, he's out hunting babes. I hunt him. Oh, I'm hunting the babes. In chapter one of this book, he hyphenates it. And that sent me yes. for some reason. Yes. Because yes. I'm like, one, this isn't like even a babe. real... T- Hunting, and he hits it's not even a real like phrase. And then this motherfucker tried to throw a hyphen in there. It's just, uh, it's so gross. It's weirdly yes. sexy. Is such like a negging thing to say. Yes. All of this is just so. It's just a, a foreshadowing of what is to come and how he looks at women, and also kind of how she thinks about women and herself too. Yeah, to be like, oh, yes, oh, the, the babe hunter plucked me from nine million. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. <laughs> so lucky. Over the next four months, the pair developed their long-distance relationship over phone calls, Skypes, and Zooms. Eventually, the couple decided that in order for their relationship to progress further, they had to meet in person. Jeff flew to Sedona, where he met up with Shalea in the parking lot of a motel. The official Twin Flames website describes their first meeting, remarking on how connected they felt to each other. 
It was as if their hearts were greeting each other for the first time, even though they'd already been dating online. Shalea felt like she was finally physically meeting the man she had already known at the higher planes of existence. No words could describe what passed between them as they sat on a bench together. He was like, I kicked my sandals off and ran towards her. And I was like, I knew you were wearing sandals. You didn't have to say it. He said, I threw my hat sunglasses and kicked off my flip-flops he's like i yeeted my oakley's dog i fucking yeeted my oakley's <laughs> on the website which is so cringe oh. and very very clearly written by them a hundred percent it's so uh, just like self-serving and egotistical but they have this page that's like the first meeting and then it's shalaya's uh recount of it and then jeff's and it's like jeff had traveled 22 hours taking multiple flights and a long bus ride to get to her so even from the beginning he sounds like annoyed that he's having to make this giant journey (laughs) he's like i was burnt out because i had been packing and i didn't know really what was going to happen but then as we as the bus driver approached the motel i felt a rumbling in my lower chakras vomit I can't tell you how I don't think any man on the planet has ever given me the ick more than this dude. Honestly, I've looked into how black holes work and how it like whips in on itself and disappears. And I think I might popple myself into where I whip into nothingness and disappear into another realm. Maybe I'll meet my twin flame in the other realm. God, imagine too. I mean, the only thing that I know maybe the universe is just is that these two dipshits ended up with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody else has to date them. Yeah. It's not just because of what they do with that relationship. Yeah. When two idiots that are sacks of shit meet up with each other, it just makes one big sack of shit. Yeah, and sad. nobody's really, nobody ever likes a big sack of shit. <laughs> nobody likes a sack of shit. That's <laughs> why so Santa carries a bag of presents. It's much more welcoming. <laughs> you don't want to be dropping shit down somebody's chimney. <laughs> not at all. People don't appreciate it. They call the HOA. <laughs> Sinisterhood will be right back. Shalea described in more detail how she felt in those first few moments in the couple's very first YouTube video, saying... The, sec- <laughs> the, the second I, like, saw Ender, I was just like, I, I knew, like, everything. And my whole body knew, like, oh, oh yeah, this is so right. Shalea began to introduce Jeff to more mystical and spiritual practices, Investigative journalist Sarah Berman told documentarians that it was Shalea who contributed a lot of ideas on how to reach people who were seeking alternative lifestyles. Coupled with Jeff's business background and entrepreneurial desires, the two began uploading relationship advice videos to YouTube in 2014. And that same video that she's talking about that she had offered to do the Oracle card with him, which is something that he's into. And she, you know, does it. And and she's like, offered to do an Oracle card reading. And he's like, I was into that. Like, let's see what you got. And then she goes, for no reason. And I can't stop thinking about it. Bazinga. Oh, yeah. Bazinga. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, keep Sheldon's name at your mouth. (laughs) What the hell? He didn't do shit. Leave Big Bang. Leave Sheldon out of this. <laughs> it's it's such the whole thing from the jump sees seems like an act to me. None of them seem sincere in like so who they're love. trying to be. Yeah, she's trying to be like this 
free-spirited, like, mystical Sedona hippie. He's, like, this, you know, adventure gamer guy who just, like, said, fuck it, and moved to Hawaii and ate bananas for 30 days and lived in a hut. And it's, like, this isn't who either of you really are. This is who you're trying to be because perhaps you're trying to find yourself. You think this is what other people want you to be. But it's just none of it reads sincere to me. It's definitely performative mm-hmm. because of the the nature of YouTube. And I think that uh, we can talk more and what, so what do we think? But it's interesting to see what, how being watched necessarily alters the nature of the relationship mm-hmm. that you're putting on display. You're choosing to display this relationship. So then it's not just two of you in a relationship. It's two of you in a whole ass audience and me and Christy too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to roast your ass. We've got a lot of hot takes. <laughs> And we're not the only ones. There's no. been many podcasts roasting these idiots yeah. over the past couple of weeks. And everyone's doing a great job. Good job, everybody. I'm proud, Good job, guys. I'm proud of all of us. Coming together. Coming together. <laughs> Shalea uploaded a video to YouTube in April of 2016, informing followers of some major life changes for the couple. She shared that they had moved from Sedona to Michigan while showing off their new digs to the camera. More importantly, Shalea revealed that she and Jeff had gotten married three months prior. And they roll into town in Michigan and, and hook up with all of Jeff's old buddies. And they Jeff's friend's like, I threw him a party. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm get you some beer. What do you want me to get? And he was like, yeah, he told me to get like 30 pounds of bananas and 30 <laughs> pounds of beets and 20 pounds of spinach. And I was like, what the fuck is this man doing? And what? he goes, then we got there. What kind of party and he was just, are we having? <laughs> And he was like, it's not a virginity party again. So instead, he said to Jeff was like, he goes, he looked like a Greek Jesus going around staring at everybody. Mm -hmm. He's like, he would just like gaze at you and stare at you like he was going to read you. And it's so embarrassing to watch him try to do that to a journalist later. It's the most, it's cringe. Oh, it's so cringe. And it's, it's something that makes me and always has so physically uncomfortable. Like I would never in a million thousand years be interested in this guy because he just gives off these creepy vibes that are so off-putting and um not at all sexy in my opinion it's quite the opposite in fact i uh my vagina has clamped shut uh, having researched (laughs) for this episode i it's like the sahara i couldn't be drier (laughs) it's just Just a tumbleweed (laughs) (laughs) my pussy drier than ben shapiro's wife's (laughs) That's a throwback. <gasps> oh, yeah. it's But, you know, he found somebody in her, and she liked it, I guess. I mean, enough to, to start a relationship. And, you know, I mean, there's something to be said, and they talk about this in their book. When you start a relationship online and you don't have that in-person stuff, it's different. One, you might feel less stable, more worried, like, oh, well, what are they going out and doing at night? I don't know. I'm just like waiting on a phone call or a Skype or something. But -hmm. at the same time, because you don't have that physicalness with someone, you get to know each other on a different level, which is kind of how they said their relationship started. It's like we would, you know, I said for at least two hours a night, I would dedicate two hours a night to talking to Jeff on Skype or Facebook, but that turned into like eight or nine hours, to which I say, that is a work day. So what yeah. are you what doing, are you doing the rest of the day? <laughs> I think I brought my bicycle around and then I talked to Jeff online for like something like nine hours. 
Like, how? what are you even talking about, you ding-dongs? Like, whatever. She said they would watch <laughs> shows together. They would listen yeah. to stuff together. I mean, if they weren't such pieces of shit, we'd be like, oh, that's sweet. That's a great way to connect and get to know someone. Because I do agree with that. I think that there is... Yes. A, I know a ton of people that have met the people they're with online, and they form a good relationship before they ever yeah you and paris met on i almost said tinder and then i remembered that is not the right one it is bumble that's right but it starts off like to me they were just trying to have some cyber sex and then maybe it just like got a little kinky and they liked it and then they decided to take it a step further do you want to cyber with me for the rest of your life? Yeah. How many so times much. do you think I want to do that to nine million girls? He typed ASL in an AIM <laughs> chat box. ASL. <laughs> ASL. He's like, Twenty-five. Uh, Ender banana shack. <laughs> Ender. Twenty-five banana shack. Current location. I'm in the banana shack. Come see me. There's always dong in the banana shack. I was gonna go a different way. I like dong better though. <laughs> but we both had the same idea. No, you're right. If I didn't know so much about him, I might not hate him so bad. You know, like well, if I, it was just a couple of dorks. Anybody. Certainly, but it's just a couple of dorks in love. But yeah. it's what you do with that love. Yeah, for sure. It was at their home in Michigan where Jeff began laying the groundwork for multiple new age business ventures. Jeff's childhood friend, Eric Rogers, told Vice that his old pal would try just about anything to see if it would stick, saying... Every week, it was some new thing. First was the addition of a blog the wannabe power couple called Awakened Intimacy. Jeff was also offering what he called Divine Guide Readings. Vice uncovered an archived version of the website that described Jeff's intentions. Ask God anything you desire. Get God's message for you. Jeff is a channel of divine guidance and can bring you the divine answers you need when you need it most. Which they were doing from eric rogers his high school friend they got kicked out of his dad his mom and dad's house because he didn't get along with his parents they're living literally in their friend's basement but when the friend is at work filming these lifestyle videos in their friend's office going look what i've worked for you if you listen to me if you take my advice you're gonna get a house like this bitch a house you don't own in a, <laughs> the above which is it's above a basement that you live in because you couldn't hack it with mommy and daddy Mm-mm. fuck off yeah it was uh around this time he also started claiming he could cure stuff and you know good you just can't that's just not how science works or medical anything and it's a i also want to punch him in his face for speaking in third person when we know you wrote this thing so don't (laughs) say jeff is a channel say i am because you are the one writing this He's trying. I think it's the, a lot of the uh, tactics that they use on currently on the Twin Flames website. He was also using, and I think he wanted he it, to his credit. I think he's looked a lot into SEO and social media marketing and marketing in general. I think that's about the only part of business school that he thought about was like passive income and marketing. Which, like, whatever, good on you if it's not if it's not hurting folks, mm-hmm. but. Uh, that whole idea of like, I'm going to write this in a way, it's very targeted, very specific. And when you run it through something objective like chat GPT and say, what do you think this was written to to accomplish? And it's like, this is highly manipulative language. It's a very pressuring. It's emotionally charged, like certain things like that, that he has, he started that before even Twin Flames was a thing. Mm-hmm. He was already tr- starting to talk ways of promises that you can't keep in language that's designed to be like, the, I'm the be all end all. Yeah. Yeah. This was just the beginning of him, again, throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what would stick. And Eric said, 
he'd start something, a website, and then the next week he'd shut it down and, and start a new one. And back in those early days of that, I mean, it was very easy to do that kind of shit. And nobody really was paying attention. Yeah, not at all. It was just another, oh, I, I, everybody had a website. Everybody had a YouTube. Mm-hmm. Arguably the most dangerous was Jeff's spiritual healing website where he boldly claimed to have the ability to heal people of both mental and physical ailments. Visitors to the site were greeted with a hopeful promise. Are you suffering from a life-threatening or serious ailment? Jeff Ayon has been gifted with the ability to see into the root cause of your ailment and help you heal it for good. Eric told Vice that when Jeff started claiming he could cure cancer, he knew their friendship had officially run its course. And it, yeah, a friend of theirs in high school named Justin's mom had cancer and was part of that whole thing. Like he he talks about like everybody knew that my mom had cancer when we were in high school. I had to like miss events to take her to surgery. It was really emotional. And then to see your former friend being like $50 for a headache, $15,000 for cancer. And you comment like this is harmful. And to have your high school friend be like, well, I'm sorry about what happened to your mom. But if she had seen me, she would have been saved. Yeah, he said. I'm sorry I didn't have my gift in high school so I could have saved your mom. He he didn't he hadn't fallen out the banana tree yet and gotten the <laughs> whacked on the head yeah. which gave him the gift to cure cancer. All that potassium yeah. is what gave him the gift to heal people apparently. But it is so insulting and also it, you, we're seeing he's already completely comfortable with preying on people's vulnerabilities, finding people that are an emotionally low state they're looking for any answers for hope i mean literally yes. for life and then they come across this idiot who's like yeah for 15 grand i can cure your cancer imagine you are so desperate that you're like well i would do anything for my kid to not have cancer so i'm gonna put a second mortgage on my house and you know get this money meanwhile he is fully aware he can't do these things and he's completely okay with lying it, it tells you what you need to know about a person that if here's the thing let's there's two ways of this and he's a piece of shit on both of them because on one way he really can cure cancer and he's charging people 15 grand a pop to do that fuck you if you can cure cancer you need to share that gift freely because it's so vital and cancer is so horrible my dad died of cancer my grandma died of cancer a ton of people i love everybody listening i'm sure knows somebody who's been affected by it so when you make such a rude ass fucking claim mm -hmm. directly to a person who has suffered that you know has suffered and if that were true then you're an asshole for not going out and going to the cancer ward at every children's mm -hmm. hospital and walking through like Robert Downey Jr. comes or Taylor Swift comes through. But it's much better of a visit because they get to leave for a good reason yeah. after you. On the flip side, so he's a piece of shit for not sharing it. On the flip side, because he can't and we know he's lying, he's choosing one of the absolute most vulnerable populations, which is people battling an incurable disease. Mm -hmm. And for that, he can suck my dick all the way to Pluto. <laughs> Because I, I can't test. It's just heinous. It's no, heinous. No, it is. It is. And she's heinous for yeah. being complicit in all of this. For sure. For sure. To be like, I don't know, it's like 15000 I guess. It's like a reasonable amount to cure cancer. Yeah. He's definitely, um, even in the beginning and now, the if you're watching the videos, you would say, oh, he's certainly in charge. He speaks 90% of the time. She is very complicit in this, too. She kind of was behind the scenes orchestrating a lot of stuff. And this is one that introduced him into, like, these spiritual, oracle, metaphysical type things and made him feel like he has this kind of power that clearly he doesn't. 
So she's just sitting there kind of like, you know, reaping the benefits of this money coming in and just parroting all his little catchphrases and, and whatnot. Looking like a ding dong. She looks like a total yeah, idiot that just has no original thought in her head. Yeah. And unfortunately, it kept working. Yes. And this is only the beginning. I will. I'm comfortable as an attorney. This isn't defamatory. Promising someone that you can cure cancer is fraud mm-hmm. and taking money for it. Full stop, that's fraud. The fact that he stopped doing it 10, 12 years ago, whatever, but that should just tell you everything you need to know about this person. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Shalea continued to expand their businesses, specifically targeting the spiritual dating community. In December of 2017, they launched their most profitable venture to date, Twin Flames Universe. Registered as a for-profit corporation in Michigan, Twin Flames Universe serves as the foundation for Jeff and Shalia's relationship coaching business. Jeff, who also claims to be the second coming of Christ, defined what a twin flame is in a YouTube video. Your twin flame is your ultimate lover, your perfect complement of all. Alice Hines, author of the Vanity Fair article that inspired the docuseries Desperately Seeking Soulmate, gave her opinion on the idea of twin flames. A twin flame is like a super spiritual soulmate, someone who's actually the other half of your soul. So there's this divine component to it where the connection that you have with your twin flame supposedly continues across multiple lifetimes. The concept of twin flames is not one Jeff and Shalea invented. Indeed, this idea of a type of supernatural soulmate can be found in many religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, and evangelical Christianity. In 2020, Megan Fox brought popularity to the term when she described her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. Instead of a soulmate, a twin flame is actually where a soul has ascended into a high enough level that it can be split into two different bodies at the same time. So we're actually two halves of the same soul, I think. And I said that to him almost immediately because I felt it right away. This type of connection is one most people search for their entire lives, a sentiment Heinz echoed in Desperately Seeking Soulmate, saying, It's an idea that's really gaining currency. And it's not anything new. Plato said, you know, we were all together. Humans had uh, four arms, four legs, but they got too big for their britches. So Zeus threw the lightning bolt down and split us up. That's a famous one. The Alice uh, Hines in her article writes about a doomsday cult leader back in the 70s who used this term twin flame and then was like, and also get a bunch of guns for the Armageddon. So I believe it, always- Lu- Louise Hay, I believe is her name, is Something also like another that, yeah. spiritual leader that came up with this. So yeah, it's no... It's nothing new. It's just... They didn't invent it. No. It's just they uh, learned about it somewhere and they decided, oh, this is going to be our thing. This is what we're really going to... We're putting all our bananas in this basket. (laughs) Whole big old bushel. Seeing an opportunity to capitalize on this currency, Jeff alleged to his online followers that he was able to communicate directly with God and asserted himself as the sole authority to validate Twin Flames Union's. He and Shalea promised that members who did the inner work through their Twin Flames Universe courses and coaching were guaranteed to find their Twin Flames. To me, that's an interesting term that they repeatedly say again and again. It's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. We're guaranteed you're going to find in these early videos. And then there's some backpedaling and some caveats later. Maybe a lawyer or two got involved at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Say that. But there was a, a lot of, I mean tons of videos that are like 
if you go through this, we guarantee you, you will be in harmonious union. If you spend an hour with me, I guarantee you, I will cure your PTSD. I mean, that's One just, hour. yeah, that's, it's, that's not how things work. And it's so harmful and dangerous no. to try and tell people that it is and prey on those vulnerabilities. Then you get their money. They think, oh, maybe I feel a little bit better. Of course, it's not cured. And then, you know, they continue to suffer. Well, he's like, forgot about it and completely moved on. Or Mm -hmm. they keep coming back and he gets a repeat customer and he keeps stringing them along with different types of shit. Yeah, you think of different ways to try to keep these people mm-hmm. together. But sure, it's the same shit, different days. If their souls are connected through this expanse of time and space, I imagine at some point they were together in front of like a wagon selling snake oil, mm-hmm. like back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Members are encouraged to sign up for classes, even if they can't afford them. A promotional video on the Twin Flames website asks potential newcomers. What if there was a way for you to have your ultimate lover? Would $10 million be too much for you to be with them? Bitch, yes. <laughs> That's so many dollars. Also, your true love ain't going to try to ask you for money. What the hell? If someone said to me, Tommy, in this world, he's the one that I'm trying to get to. They're like, we got the perfect guy for you. You're going to have to pay us $10 million. Yes, well, I guess you. I'm living a life alone because who has that? No, it kills me online if you see like incels be like women nowadays. They just want to stay at home with their cats and their weed <laughs> chews, watching their reality shows. Like I was like, heaven, you've described heaven. <laughs> they're what? It's like shoes? what a bunch of loser. Their weed chews, like their marijuana chews. Like oh, I thought you said shoes, and I was like, tell me more about these weed, weed shoes. <laughs> they're my Taco Bell Crocs. Oh yeah, slides. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you mean the perfect evening? That's what you've described to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but it is interesting that that's they're push, positioning it as again, it's this this language, this manipulative language of like ten million dollars is a lot, and you're like, I would pay ten million. Oh, it's only ten thousand. Okay. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. okay because no. the classes. One of them is life purpose, which for a lot of people they said it was crazy. I really want to be a musician or a painter or a you know whatever. And then that life purpose class, it turns out it was going to shock you by the way the life purpose of almost everybody that took that class was to work for jeff and shalea for free oh well isn't that convenient that everybody that what that was their purpose ended up there she's coincidence total coincidence (laughs) former member k told time magazine that even the cheapest class at 111 dollars a month was more than she could afford still her assigned relationship coach was insistent she could pay more A lady literally walked me through the process for signing up for a PayPal credit card. I was 18. I'd never owned a credit card in my life. She was pushing me to do it. Thank God I got declined. Kay went on to say that she believes the company's motives are insincere, saying, It seems more that they're interested in the money than they are interested in helping people and making sure they're okay. Oh, this makes my stomach turn. Because you're 18, you just want, you're looking for love. And the naivety they take advantage of that you don't realize, because a lot of people don't know, like, something like that, like signing up for a credit card, and then you max it out, and you're unable to pay it, your credit is wrecked for fucking years. You're 18, you're probably trying to get your first apartment soon. Well, you can't because of all this. Yeah, so like, these people... The relationship coaches that are working under Jeff and Shalia, Shalea, are encouraging them to destroy their lives 
Yes. All for the sake of, well, you want your twin flame, don't you? $111 mm-hmm. is nothing compared to $10 million. Also, all their fucking classes are in like angel numbers. It's like 111 yeah. or $1,300 or $222. It's just, you're doing too much. $2,222. Doing too much. Way too much. And, and the, everybody that was selling those, those relationship coaches are really just trying to sell classes because to be a coach, you have to take all the coaching classes and you have to buy the videos and you have to buy every single product that comes out. So even if you're making money as a coach, you're still being forced to spend it back up with Jeff and Shalea. And it's way more about the money coming in. They said he, there's phone call recordings of him talking about you guys are, you're my, fuck you. My business depends on you. Like I want you to do your fucking jobs. And meanwhile, these people weren't getting paid for running, uh, you know, I was just about to say, so you say Jeff and Shalea, Jeff and Shalea, master certified, it's master Master certified, certified, then certified Ascension. Then the, the, underlings then the open facebook group which is more people and then the people that are out watching on youtube and then michael when you take a marker and draw it across (laughs) it it's a certain shape yeah it's a certain shape that michael scott certainly is sinisterhood we'll be right back Jeff and Shalea also established a downline revenue stream that offered a chance for members to become coaches themselves, complete with promises of a six-figure income and the dream of owning a private jet, according to Vanity Fair. Coaches, however, had to pay a licensing fee and purchase ongoing courses and training from Jeff and Shalea. Some members spent over $10,000 on training, and so far, it seems none have purchased a private jet. And one lady said it was 20 grand. Another person said it was 10 grand that they spent. And in one of those videos when Jeff's like, oh, everyone just says, oh, I don't have any money. I'm so poor. Look at so-and-so. And he lists somebody off. He's like, people in third world countries are paying me for this shit. And that, that bitch lives on, he goes, she lives in a uh, one bedroom with her son and a mattress on the floor. And bitch gave me like four grand. Oh. I'm not misquoting him. There's footage of him denigrating, mocking the people that he's like their divine master and go, Bitch gave me four grand. <laughs> Here's a video of my Porsche, which is, again, MD, <sighs> minuscule dick energy. Mm-mm. So to think that you are taking, you, in my opinion, absolutely taking advantage of a person who is uh, not in a financial position to give you four grand and to say, bitch gave me four grand, yeah. tells you what a misogynistic sack of shit he is. And yeah. we hadn't even brushed the surface of how misogynistic and no, shitty he is. No, we have not scratched that surface. To your point of the Porsche Oh, God. When they move into their, like, dream home in Michigan that's on all this land, money can't buy taste, Heather. I just wrote new rich trash, like, Mm -hmm. on my notes. (laughs) The fake stone fireplace and the fake stone that is featured throughout the house. And when I say fake stone, it's like when... If if a high school theater was putting on a production yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you needed to build a castle and then yeah. they were like, here's what you have to work with. It is so cartoonish looking. It's so yeah. it's just ridiculous. And he's taking this vanity. Alice Hines, who is doing this piece for Vanity Fair, taking her around like, yeah, here's my pool. You know, yeah, I got a slide. Yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, oh, and this is a Porsche down here. We, we, this is, I got the extra package. So it has the lighting underneath. You know, not everybody learns to drive a Porsche. That's not the car they learn to drive on. And then Shalea's like, 
Oops. <laughs> I did. Like, I, had, I, had to learn, I had to learn to drive a car. And it's like a Porsche that we had. It's like, I never know what she's even saying because her mouth's closed half the time. But yeah, that's the, so the footage gross, of her. It's so though, that they're like. Uh, consumerism, materialism, greed oh. is disgusting. Capitalism. They, he's, he's obsessed with Warren Buffett. He's not a spiritualist. He's a fucking capitalist. And he says it behind the scenes. To your face, he lies in the YouTube videos. And he's a happy little, everything's so great. And then you look behind the scenes and he's like, you fucking people are making me poor because you're not selling more they said that yeah. he needed to they needed to sell like 60 grand a month and it's like yes yeah, so you can buy this ding dong a fucking new porsche or whatever yeah yeah and then you take that and extrapolate it out to well the person talking to Kay is gonna push for a paypal credit card because she's mm-hmm. getting yelled at by this asshole and then also is trying to recoup some money for all the thousands she's dumped into her own classes so it's this awful trickle-down effect, like in so many MLM schemes, and to watch their gross, new, rich display of wealth that they just openly flaunt. I mean, in a way to where intentional flaunt to their followers, like, look at all what you, look at all this shit you could have. Look what you could have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Versace watch or he's like, it's a photo of her like at the counter at like whatever Neiman's or some mall. And she's buying like a Chanel bag like, hey. And I'm like, you, he thinks that every dollar that's been given to us is representative of a life and someone that we helped. But if you read internal emails, he's actually just a high pressure sales boiler room kind of thing. I mean, one of the emails he just, he was like, our income sucks. Like you people, you're, you're all have been poor as fuck for a long ass time. And when we're, will our team decide that we want to be wealthy and handle our own wealth uh, when will the starvation actually hit you so much that you act because the gold that i place before you clearly doesn't glitter enough to be to motivate you to go after it it's like sending these emails of like you fucking suck you losers fucking fucking sell more classes and then on the youtube videos it's like hi i'm jeff and this is my porsche mm-hmm. do you want to get in it and she's like oh the leather interior like it seems so fine it's like lifestyle like they're not great lifestyle influencers they're all right but they have this ability to, to suck them in. And when people have that sunk cost, they were saying, I spent $20,000 to be in this. I got to make some of it back so I can through coaching. And if I'm a good little girl, I'll get patted on the head by Jeff and sort of determined to be a, a wonderful coach and I get all these customers. It's also completely hypocritical because they started off this whole thing saying, don't you want to find true love? Isn't that, you know, none of us are complete. There's, oh man, Shalea loves to go on and on about on the website about how women aren't complete until they find that that man and we'll get into all the uh, very Hetero- dangerous heteronormative beliefs that they have. But it started off like all based in love and mm-hmm. harmonious union. And now very quickly, they have shown their hand and just been like, Oh, all we care about is money. But then they yeah. still are like, no, 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 no. Forget we said that. Let's go back to our online classes where everyone's talking about how it's going with their twin flames. And, you know, it's just like the arrogance that they feel like they can get away with treating people like that. And then those same people will keep coming back, which many of them do, because in my opinion, this is a cult. At the very least, it's a very high control group. And mm-hmm. these people are vulnerable damaged and looking for something that they think they have found and are being completely taken advantage of 
by two ding dongs who are like, check out my Maybach SUV. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't buy you class or make you interesting or funny or smart. Mm-mm. It's literally just money. No, he's like, look at all these crystals. We've been $15,000 on these crystals. I'm like, you're fucking talking about that on a YouTube video to all your followers. When people are telling you like, I'm, you know, this is all me and my son have. And I, I just really can't afford this. Maybe stop buying all these goddamn giant amethysts that Shalaya has determined one is male and one is feminine. And she sits by them every day so they can talk to her. Maybe. So what are you going to do today, Crystals? <laughs> uh, oh, what's Well, that? Shalaya, oh. we're going to sit here oh. like we do every day because we're crystals. Oh, I'm going to sit here like I do every day because I don't fucking work at all. I deserve rest. (laughs) I deserve rest. We're going to yeet ourselves into these pools because we can't (laughs) fucking take being around the two of you anymore. It's just so gross and such a lack of self-awareness. That's a God. That's it. That like you're like, you're okay with all of, you're okay with everything you're doing Mm -hmm. and you, you think that you're a badass for doing it. That it's just this whole perspective, right? He looks in the mirror and is like, "I'm a king god," oh, and yeah. everybody else is like, "What a fucking loser!" <laughs> Keely Griffin was working at a grocery store when she first met Colby, a coworker that stepped in to help Keely out when she was feeling overwhelmed at her job. Keely told interviewers from Netflix's Escaping Twin Flames that she saw Colby's kind gesture as a sign from the universe that he could be the one for her. The pair began dating and everything was going great at first. Then, to Keely's dismay, Colby told her he wasn't ready for a serious relationship and ended things. Keely admitted to filmmakers that she was devastated. Keely tried to move on from the relationship by moving back home with her parents, halfway across the country from Colby. Still, she longed to be with him, telling documentarians, I couldn't stop thinking about him. Desperate for answers. Keely tried Googling some of the feelings she was having. Familiar with the concept of twin flames, she specifically searched for twin flame couples. That's when she discovered Jeff and Shalia and began watching all of their YouTube videos. And as you go, as we move through Keely's story, it's pretty much a, a picture perfect snapshot of how a person could get involved with this. She's, you know, relatively normal working with mm-hmm. a coworker, you know, who hasn't dated a coworker. And then in a moment of desperation, sadness, weakness, this person you love doesn't want to be with you. You just Google something innocuous and your whole life changes. Mm-hmm. Keely told filmmakers that she related to everything Jeff and Shalea talked about and found comfort in the Twin Flames Facebook forum a like-minded community of thousands of people, many of whom were also trying to heal from heartache. She recalled thinking, Oh, this is a safe place for me. This is great. Ex-member Aracelia felt the same, sharing. I just felt really loved and embraced. I was emotionally, mentally, psychologically, spiritually, practically, physically invested. This is where it starts to get real sad. Because this, you know, in in the beginning, the Facebook group had a couple thousand. We're at like 40,000 today. So, I mean, it's from all over the the world, not just the United Uh States, but, you know, all over the world. These people are coming together and sharing their heart, their stories of heartache, how they long for someone to spend the rest of their lives with. At the same time, you... It could be a bit of a echo chamber and a dangerous bubble when everyone that's in this group, especially the leaders, are like, 
you need to do whatever it takes to get your twin flame back. Like you, that person that you broke up with that doesn't want to be with you. No, you need to do whatever you need to do to get them back. And then you have all these people encouraging very dangerous behavior that uh, we'll get to in episode two. I mean, straight up stalking, harassing yeah. people file restraining orders because like you said, no one is telling them no. No one is saying yeah. this isn't a good idea. They're just getting this fake confidence that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, and you're right. The I mean, I remember being heartbroken, you know, you know, my first breakup, other breakups. You I was irrational. I oh, I wasn't yeah. thinking clearly. I would I wanted anything for the pain to stop. So, of course, when you're faced with somebody who's like, "I'm going to tell you not just cuz I'm smart and know things, but God has ordained me and I'm so brilliant. I can talk to God and he has told me that in fact that is your twin flame, that is your love. And then having someone fixate more, which I believe in psychology, you know, and he's just not that into you of like cut him off. Don't talk to them for 30 days. Don't, you know, it will get them out of your system. This is in fact the direct opposite mm -hmm. and encourages people to obsess about someone who is expressed. They have no interest. This is my boundary. And it is designed specifically to tell them. And this is again where I might perhaps disappear. So if I do, <laughs> after I say this, I love you and I love my family and I love our listeners, but he tells them they have to be honey badgers of love and I remember when I was in law school when Honey Badger came out and was very funny in 2012. And it was um, funny for about 13, 14 minutes in 2012. <laughs> and this man, this fucking dork that runs this thing has been like, Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. You got to be like the Honey Badger of love. And she's like, huh, yeah, Honey Badger. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> and if you don't violate people's boundaries ignore when they say please don't contact me then you're a twin flame pussy yeah and you can't be a twin flame pussy not so an again, abuser which is what no. in any other circumstance we would call this and yes. it's also fair to point out that the majority of their clients are female so yes if you had a ton of guys that were like don't fucking listen to what she says. Go over there and break down her door. She doesn't want to be with you. Drag her to your house. Make her. Everyone would be up in arms. But because it's kind of flipped and you're like, oh, well, it's it's less threatening because it's a woman. No, it's not. It's still harassment. And yes. also not just harassing other people, but you are psychologically damaging these women that you are mm -hmm. giving all this false hope to. You're, you're mind fucking them. Every single one of them, every like uh, the that talked that talked about their experience, and I can imagine there. Uh, and actually, I don't have to imagine. Both Alice Hines and Sarah Berman, two of the journalists that have really cracked this story open, both said they they're like I've talked to people that were like, "You can't use my interview. I'm still just not over it." Like yeah. she's like Alice was like, they would start talking and then would just like sob, hyperventilate, whatever. And it's like I get it. Like I'm not. If you're ready to talk, I want to hear. But that's the damage of this. Of you got to be, and it's couched in such a ridiculous way that I think is part of it that he tries to clownify himself not hard mm. to do but it, <laughs> then that's a you good way of putting it clownify himself he tries to be to like I'm make light of it yeah 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 <laughs> Jonestown <laughs> and it's he's not a good comedian so it's transparent to people in a rational place in their life but for someone undergoing heartache isolation loneliness as the pandemic came yep. around which we'll get into later that's all like oh he's he's harmless he's a funny guy and they're in love so i can absolutely see why someone would get sucked in especially mm -hmm. the youtube videos because if i didn't know more like i said I, if i didn't know much much more about him i'd be like oh they're kind of cute adorable couple but you're like no they're adorable. fake ass motherfuckers <laughs> i think having shalaya there too 
Mm-hmm. It softens it, especially for yes. women. They're like, well, you know, she's there and she's happy and she's agreeing and everything. So if it was just him, I don't think it sells as hard. No, exactly. Because then it's a man mm-hmm. in a room, in a digital room of women going, you're being a pussy right now. You're being a liar. Ding, 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 ding. Liar bells. Liars are going off in these group classes. He's like doing shit like that. It's, it's first so of all, embarrassing. Again, that's the word. It's so embarrassing. It's so... Um, denigrating just yeah. fucking rude yeah and degrading mm-hmm. and condescending i'll be goddamned if anybody is going to talk to me like that let alone someone i've paid to try and help me i know and it's it i think it's just a testament to how ingrained in this world he was able to make them make them like yeah. i am god i am telling you this and there are a lot of things inspire people love health money i mean these are all things that he's promising them all of those things yeah i mean it's pretty much cult 101 yeah we watched that show uh, narrated by peter dinklage cult he 101 how, how to be a cult leader. oh yes yeah yeah and this is i mean you prey on people's vulnerabilities he also and even uh in one of the docuseries i'll call her megan because that's all he refers to her as her father who is mortified with his daughter's mm-hmm. behavior is like she was the one that was kind of into all that. He just knew how to set up cameras and film stuff. So the two of them got together and they made this business thing, but it was never like started off on sincere footing. Yeah. It was more like we got to sell something. Yeah. Promising that you can cure cancer is fraud. You're probably going to get busted for that. So let's pivot to something else. I can guarantee you true love. Yeah. Which no one can do. No, only yourself. Mm. Encouraged by Jeff and Shalea to buy their book, Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover. Keely did so, and then purchased the online classes they offered for $222 a month. Initially, Keely found the classes transformative, specifically the mirror exercise. Introduced to Shalea by her former spiritual mentor, the four-step exercise has become a cornerstone for the TFU body of work. The process is explained on the official Twin Flames website as follows. Step one, identify the upset. For example, I'm upset with my twin flame because they're ignoring me. Step two, change all of the nouns and pronouns to point towards yourself. I'm upset at myself because I'm ignoring myself. Step three, ask yourself, is this true? For this step, Jeff and Shalea tell members that the answer is always yes, because you can only ever experience your own vibrational frequency mirrored back to you. Step four, give yourself the love you desire. In the final step, members are instructed to speak to the inner part of yourself, which is upset and love yourself completely in this space until you feel relief and peace where you once felt upset. Journalist Alice Hines explained how harmful this exercise can be. If you're constantly being told all of this is your fault, you really lose track of reality and who you really are. This can be especially dangerous for people struggling with self-esteem issues or ones that are in abusive relationships. Members of TFU are told that the mirror exercise is the one tool you need to find your twin flame and be in harmonious union, defined by Jeff and Shalea as living one life together in harmony with a shared purpose as you were created to be. So this exercise also is nothing that they invented. They just, um, like everything, they just kind of cherry-picked from different things to to form their whole school. Yeah. But this can be 
extremely harmful. If you are in an abusive relationship and you're being mentally, physically, sexually abused by someone, and then you're changing that to say, I'm upset at myself because I'm abusing myself. No, you aren't. Someone no. else is abusing you and you are now internalizing that shame and guilt and abuse even more, which is going to significantly make your situation even worse. It's it's psychological damage that if can be undone, takes years and years of actual therapy, not just some Yahoo spouting off on YouTube. No, for sure. And it's the idea, too, is to have a permanent walking scapegoat in the form of every customer can't complain to Jeff and Shalea or their coach, you know, or anybody in the triangle that's above them. Because as soon as you try to argue, the answer was always you. It's you, though. Yeah. Just mirror exercise it. Just mirror it for yourself. So it really lets you off the hook. And also my thing's like, the fuck is this coach getting paid for? If they're going to be like, just mirror it, turn around. I got their free PDF handout when I signed up with a throwaway email address. <laughs> and they just made that bitch on Canva. I recognize the font, yep. man. I use Canva, too. And yep. so like they didn't make any of it up. It's a Canva form, which again, it's just insidious to find specifically find people, which some of the coaches said we were told to go to fibromyalgia groups, to pain, injury groups, to PTSD veterans groups, finding anybody who's heartbroken down in pain and then making them be like, but it's really your fault. But also, can I have twenty five hundred dollars? Praying, literally praying on victims, not even Absolutely. waiting for someone to come to you. You're going out no. and hunting for these people. Yes. Not babe hunting, victim hunting. Yeah. Sinisterhood will be right back. Keely continued performing the mirror exercise, and nine months after they had parted ways, decided to reach back out to her ex, Colby. The two began hanging out again, occasionally posting pics online. Jeff saw the pics and told Keely she needed to move back across the country to be with Colby, officially declaring that he was Keely's twin flame. Keely followed orders and left her family in Massachusetts to move in with Colby, who lived in Oregon. She gave Colby Jeff and Shalea's book and had him watch their online classes. Colby was all in on the program, and he and Keely dove back into their relationship. Keely told filmmakers that Jeff and Shalea emphasized how important it was for Keely to post pics of her and Colby to the Twin Flames Facebook group, along with happy relationship updates. Most importantly, all positive things that the couple were experiencing were to be attributed to Jeff and Shalea. And all, both the docuseries show DMs from Jeff and Shalea or oh. text or whatever that are like, why aren't you posting more? There should be more pictures. God has given you this. You should be happy. You should be sharing this with everybody. Yeah. not. I'm not saying, listen, this isn't from Jeff telling you to post stuff. I'm saying God told this me that you upstairs. need to post. Yeah. Yeah. The, God told me you need to post nice things about me on the internet. God's been on Facebook and he's not happy Dude. with the lack <laughs> like, of gratitude that you are showing me in this Facebook group. It's so gross. Yeah. And it's, um again, just empty of any kind of sincerity and also just adds so much pressure. You're like, like you were yes. saying, when you're performing for a camera, it alters your relationship. And mm -hmm. if you are now in this relationship, but you're like constantly being pressured to post like happy updates. Well, like so many times on social media, it's not true. It's just the facade that people are putting out there. And yeah, then highlights. all these other members see it and they're like, oh my gosh, 
Well, Keely and Colby got it. So it's real. We can all do this, guys. We can all do this if we just stick together and demand that our twin flames love us back. It's true. And, and for some people who didn't have their twin flames, look to that. One of them's Angie. She's interviewed in, uh, I think, in all the docuseries and the podcast. She's like, oh, I saw Keely come in and was like, she's doing so well and she's half my age. I've got something to learn from her. So it's that's kind of the thing is that you have unearned praise, attention, whatever piled on a person who was in a low place, felt dumped, was trying to improve herself. So if it's the, again, it's a perfect mixture of like uh, a predator spot and prey out of a crowd going that one, mm-hmm. I, I can get that one. And it's nothing Keely did wrong. It's just a place she was in her life and, you know, showed up to a place that and unfortunately got sucked in. Yeah. Jeff took a special liking to her, which I don't imagine it's the first time he's done that with a female student probably and you know said you don't even have to go through all the courses i'll just make you a coach right now i'll make you and colby coaches right now so now they've got people under them they're in their early 20s Mm -hmm. and people that are you know in their 50s and there's nothing wrong you can we can all learn from people but when the people you're learning from are not being sincere because they are being forced to put on this act for everybody, well, then the advice you're getting and the guidance isn't something you should probably be looking into. It's, you know, they're not the best people to be telling you that stuff. No, not at all. I think he glommed on to couples. Anybody that was already a couple, it was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, tell everybody. Mm -hmm. During a weekly online class, Jeff announced that Keely and Colby had achieved harmonious union, the ultimate goal for a twin flame couple. Fellow students were elated for the couple, all of whom longed for the same outcome. In this Zoom call, Jeff asked another member if our school has fulfilled its promise. The member answered yes and admitted she wanted the same thing for herself. So that's what it was. They're taking pre couples that were already together. And in part two, we'll talk about Anne and Katrina, another couple where they were already together. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff's like, oh, I am also declaring that you're the most amazing and the best in order to flatter them, love bomb them, keep them, and then use them as false advertising, essentially. Because Keely says, I was not happy. I was miserable. They told me you need to post this on the website. And then they received monetary compensation based on these posts that Keely made under them. I don't know. That's an interesting question of like, is that false and misleading advertisement Mm -hmm. that you're now putting couples out to say they're so perfect, just be just like them when in fact they weren't together because of all that, like Colby joined later. And then that whole, you know, designation of harmonious union in that picture, you're just using it to try to sell more classes. I also think it's very problematic that he refers to it as did our school fulfill its promise? I think that word implies a lot you know it's not just Mm -hmm. like hey is this fun group that we've got together if you're calling yourself a school yes there's implications that come along with that a twin flames ascension school Mm -hmm. i mean just trying to add fluffy words and jargon to make it sound legit when it's made up jeff and shalaya set up a gofundme for colby and keely encouraging other members to donate in order to help the new couple start their lives together Keeley revealed to interviewers on the Netflix docuseries that behind the scenes, Jeff and Shalea privately contacted she and Colby to tell them exactly what to use the money for. Like down to the curtains that we were going to buy. So, you know, the curtains were ugly as fuck <laughs> if they picked them out. It's so controlling, too, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it's super. It's the sad part. It's, yeah. it's very controlling to set up this GoFundMe because now you feel beholden to these people. Oh, they've helped mm-hmm. us so much financially. I mean, it, they raised nearly $6,000. You feel also like, 
all these other members have donated to us being successful. So we got to keep it together. Yeah. And then the control extends to we will send you an Excel spreadsheet that tells you exactly what like links to like what you need to buy and how much this is like i mean that level of control is so insidious and you then owe everything to these people you can't look around your apartment without being like well if it wasn't for jeff and shalea we wouldn't even have this ugly fucking couch right now right and you're that's exactly a a way to put it of coercive control because they Mm -hmm. have all this control and you're coerced to agree because if not you lose your soul family or whatever and money all the money you put in the potential money you can make for being a coach it certainly does rock in a hard place you Mm -hmm. during another online meeting jeff announced that keely and colby were getting married a decision that had been made after only two months of dating colby admitted his dad thought they were moving too fast but shalea disagreed saying there's something that feels right about this pace, right? It's like natural. <laughs> if you're watching the video, that was pretty spot on when she's just sitting there in her little fucking chair next to Jeff, just her makeup, just so bad. Somebody and, just needs to help her with that. Yeah. And and then I'm not saying you can't date for two months and get married and it works out great. For most people, that's pretty that's pretty rushed. And yeah. instead of someone stepping in, like Colby's father, who's like, uh, you sure? Y'all are pretty young and you don't know each other that well. They're like, oh, ha, two months. Oh, you guys are moving too fast. I bet that's what everybody said. No, it's totally natural. Like, you it's guys so know, natural. right? It's to- and also those... Um, rhetorical questions of like right right like they present it in a way like you can't disagree with them their speaking style is often right yes Mm -hmm. funny it's it's these rhetorical devices in order to make them seem more relatable while simultaneously exerting control and they've already the twin flames ascension school teaches about your energy leaks that if you want to attract your twin flame you can't leak energy well somebody telling you not to do twin flames universe is uh, they're leaking energy. So mm-hmm. you got to bl- close that leak off, a.k.a. you need to cut your family off if they tell you not to do this. But don't worry, because that's just a regular family. We are your soul family. And I know, because I talk to God directly, that it's real and it's more real. We've been family for a lifetime. So then you also can't leave because you've been told now, not only have you cut yourself off from your other family, but you've been told that God thinks this is your family. Yeah, and because you have been coerced into cutting off your actual family and friends if you were to leave this group you have nobody you know you've kind of pigeon they've they've intentionally made you pigeonhole yourself into like being completely dependent on them for money for food for relationships and for friends Mm -hmm. despite the pending despite the pending nuptials keely was having serious doubts about her relationship with colby She told filmmakers from Netflix that things began to feel like an obligation rather than decisions she felt proud to be making. A lot of the things that I did, I felt like I had to do, not just for Jeff and Shalea and like my relationship, but because I felt like the community and the people were relying on me to do those things. Keely recalled thinking, maybe we did it. Maybe we healed something big and this will help everybody else. And she did. She thought she said when they told her that she was a twin flame harmonious, she felt euphoric and thought if everybody could be 
happy and in love, then the world would be peaceful. Mm -hmm. And it's true, but it's also, she was not happy and in love at that time. No. But they're telling her to fake it till you make it, essentially, which doesn't work in a not-so-great relationship. No, and... because she's she doesn't want to let anybody down. Yeah. It's not even like herself letting down as Mm-mm. much as thousands of people that have looked at them as inspiration. Like that's a lot yes. of pressure. And part of Jeff telling Keely, you have achieved a harmonious twin flame union, the HTFU, which we'll get to that. That's my acronym. Heather's <laughs> taking it. She's taking it. <laughs> we'll talk about it later, but it's my acronym. But when she, when he says, yes, Keely, you achieved this. And by the way, now you have the same power I have. So you can now, you, Keely, can now determine when, when someone is or is not with their true twin flame, which saying that in front of a Zoom full of people, the people listening were like, oh my gosh, we want to sign up. And we, and again, monetarily, whatever, yeah, she's making a little bit of money, but she genuinely had good intentions, mm-hmm. Keely did, and was like, oh my God, I need to help as many people, not knowing that she was just, it was just snake oil. It's yeah. that mirror exercise over and over again. No, she seems like a really good person. And they were making, you know, 60 bucks a pop on their mm-hmm. coaching sessions, which they split, which... That's nothing for all the the energy it takes on those calls and then like the pressure and I imagine how much you spend. Yeah. Yeah, And and it's not something you can switch on and off because Keely's a good person. So at night, unlike Jeff, who just goes and fucking lays on a floaty in his pool, she's like, man, I hope I gave some good advice today. I hope I'm not steering these people in the wrong direction. Right. And if she was an actual trained mental health counselor, there are things that help you deal with that. Like, you know, your ethics responsibility, your and but when you just got randos on the Internet, like Teal Swan, these people, mm-hmm. Linda Good McGillis, there's uh, Bentito Massaro. I mean, the list goes on and on where they're uh, unequipped and uh, not credentialed to be doing this. It also the underlings, it does some damage to them. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a lot of trauma and shit. She has to hear about other people. Very true. Yeah. Jeff and Shalea had seemingly anointed Keely and Colby as the poster children for TFU. They were the first couple to successfully find harmonious union from scratch. In the early days of the program, Keely had even invited her sister, Marley, to join, wanting her to experience the same kind of fulfillment. However, as Jeff's teachings progressed, Keely became more and more disillusioned with her relationship, telling interviewers that Colby felt entitled to my body and my everything. A misogynistic ideology Jeff preached. Followers are taught that if your man wants sex, then you need to give him sex. According to Keeley. I would like to just say right now that <sighs> nobody owes anybody sex and full stop. It was if you're so horny, tug your own putt. I'm not <laughs> come on, man. There's lots of ways to get around that without having to force someone else to do it. And it was really sad because in she's telling people or she's telling the interviewers, like, I felt like something was wrong with me. Like, if I didn't mm-hmm. want to have sex, if I wasn't in the mood, I felt so shameful. I felt like I was letting down my twin flame. I was letting all these people down. I would just do the mirror exercise over and over. So now you already have these feelings of guilt and shame. You're internalizing them even more because you're telling yourself, no, I'm the problem. I'm the one who doesn't want to have sex with myself. You know, it's like, no, bitch, I'm tired. I'm I'm not trying to. Damn, I got shit to do. I'm not trying to fuck you every day. Jeff, in uh, one of the videos, he's like, 
outside on a patio. This one, he's like, oh, <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> We're going to talk about twin flame sex. It's so, so great. good. So good. So good. You could have a so fuck great. and just one fuck so and it'd be like, ah, it's great. But he, twin he, like, flame <laughs> sex? Yeah. Yeah. Twin, and you know that's his O face too. <laughs> twin flame sex is like great sex all the time. And then all these former members being interviewed are like, yeah, yeah they really harped on you should be having great sex all the time. And it's Every like, day. that is a, a big component of romantic relationships. It isn't the only component. And when two strangers are harping on it so much, that's when mm-hmm. my red flags start going off. Because now I'm like, how many steps away are we from full on orgies or sexual coercion of other students? I don't know that it's hasn't already happened perhaps right. you know like but if you're if you're that concerned about other people's sex lives and you talk about it in such a gross way it's not spoken about like you would with a the therapist like respect and like you know mm-hmm. he's like Shalea says I'm well fucked because I get it all the time and and uh you know men have to have sex every day well sorry <laughs> yeah, to her to be like she's like he just he fills me up it's like no he doesn't no there's no, no. way that- no but the sex thing the fixation on sex is interesting because i think honestly it's another point of control that mm-hmm. you can you can ex- exercise domain over and him saying like you're everybody's a virgin until they've had sex with their twin flame bitch then oh. you need to give that white t-shirt back from your party 20 Ooh. years ago trying to roll like oh i so you were you lied those beers were on your friends and they thought you actually had sex <laughs> <laughs> you twin flame pussy you didn't even Mm-mm. lose your virginity but the idea to put put focus on that is misogynistic and also i think it it appears to just be another uh, way to control people which we see time and time again in cults like money sex relationships those are all the things yeah. uh autonomy that Health, cult yeah. leaders yeah try to control When Keely tried bringing up her feelings and concerns during class she was humiliated and shamed by Jeff the self-appointed lifestyle guru chastised her, saying, It's just you being a woman. It's just you being feminine. Sitting next to Jeff, Shalea parroted this, telling the couple, The second a woman knows she can control you, it's it's over. It's not sexy at all. The sexual chemistry is done. And then she takes a big suck off her <laughs> Yeti cup. You had that. You got two Yetis. Yeah. <laughs> This one, it's uh, Jesse Spano from, uh, it says, I'm still excited. I'm so excited from Say by the Bell. That's and a it has great Dr. One. Pepper, zero sugar. And the other one is water because I'm trying to be good. You got to balance. But she, Life's all about balance. It's all about balance. But yeah, she's just there, like you said, and parroting. And again, he is yelling misogynistic things at this woman going he's like yelling. this is a, literally a yelling quote. and he's literally going okay keely keely nagging and complaining and moaning and whining you're whining keely so like you know maybe if you're a husband that didn't want to get hollered at you probably like that and it's worth the 1200 bucks or whatever session to get somebody but that is not appropriate counseling no. it's not not at all they're not, not how i've seen many counselors and none of them have ever spoken like that because that's not a measured unbiased helpful way to talk to someone you're taking one person's side the mm-hmm. man's and then mm-hmm. making everything fit into that ideology that you have that women are just there to serve the man and mm-hmm. that's about it so shut the fuck up if you think otherwise and then Shalea is just over there fucking yeah. agreeing with everything and it's yeah it makes me in 
infuriated because I'm like, bitch, I want to just shake her and be like, what are you doing? Like you're taking the feminist movement back fucking decades with this bullshit. Stand up to this idiot unless you really believe that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who's to say? She may, she may love it. She may fucking love it. She may have a lot more going on behind the scenes than people realize. So she feels like, oh, I can be a little demure on camera because mm-hmm. I'm uh, running the show behind the scenes. Or she looks at herself every night in the mirror as she takes off the eye makeup and it's just like, the what thick have ass I got fucking palette from Wal- Walgreens palette? Just some chromatic, <laughs> weird chrome, oh. bright. It's just a lot. I think she's a failed makeup influencer, honestly. I mean, I think they're both failed other influencers yeah. and just found a way to sell to people. But yeah, that's that's the question. The ultimate question is like, what's her level of complicit- complicity mm-hmm. in this? And it seems like behind the scenes, she'd just be resting a lot. Is what The, <laughs> the underlings were like, she didn't do any work ever. Well, it's like Nexium too. It, with Allison Mack, you start off as maybe a victim, but at some point you become complicit and i'm not even saying that shalea started off as a victim they started off together in this whole thing but the more and more she becomes a part of it even if you're not as vocal as he is Mm -hmm. you're still as complicit Oh, certainly. Yeah, because you're sitting there watching him say, you're you're nagging, Keely. You nag him a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you done nagging? And the way he like, st- like stares into the camera and Keely's just like, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. And you're being abused. That's also so embarrassing that in you've pri- been- a- This is not in a private a one-on-one session. session. There are thousands of people on this Zoom call that are watching you be berated by this guy. Yes. As yes. you sit next to your fiance- who they both look very uncomfortable. Even Colby, mm-hmm. who's like, well, you know, things aren't going great because I've kind of realized I don't like it when Keely tells me what to do. And then just like, well, yeah, of course. No man likes that. Of course, your woman shouldn't be telling you what to do. Nagging Keely, are you just nagging him? But they both look, e- even Colby, like, I don't think that what this guy is saying is something that we should be agreeing with. And you just see the light just drain out of Keely's face as all of these online classes that they show progress. Like she just looks more and more unhappy as it goes on. And it's so sad because all she wanted was happiness. She had a hard childhood. Her and her sister did. She got her sister into it because she know she thought at first it was really changed her life. Her Mm -hmm. sister, which we'll talk about in episode two, had her whole own shit show of experience with uh, her twin flame. All she's wanted is like to be loved and then Mm -hmm. to have somebody berate you like this. Mm -hmm. Keely, if you're listening to this, I want to give you the biggest hug because you seem like such a sincere, nice person who deserves all the good things, you and your sister both. And I hope that you are in a place now where you feel like you're you're doing better because in the documentary yeah. you could even marley like like you said had to stop in the middle of telling her story and it's like i this is really hard to talk about and you just see yeah. how raw it still is for them because it's not just the, the money is one thing that's not even what bothers them it's yeah the the heartache and the feeling like internalizing all this guilt and shame and blame for years that like you don't even know who you are anymore 
No, and taking any normal actions that a husband and wife spouses might have of, you know, pick up the fern, you know, pick up the your clothes off the floor, or clean up the kitchen or whatever. To have that turned on you and may and denigrate you in front of people and Marley being her sister, you know, knowing your sister's a part of this, knowing you, you just feel so dug in. I would agree. Keely, you, uh, I will give you a hug because you're a fucking hero for stealing the hard drive or uh, I'm sorry, not stealing for taking with you a hard drive that was already it was given yours to you. <laughs> and it was given to you. And if, but for that hard drive, I think a lot of their misdeeds, Jeff and Shalaya's misdeeds would not have been, uh, exposed Mm -hmm. so for for all whatever abuse she was complicit in in the group i think when we know better do better and i feel like the second you know better you're like i'll blow the lid on these bitches sure sinisterhood we'll be right back the idea that men are entitled to their partner's body whenever they desire is prominent throughout jeff and shalaya's teachings During one online class, Jeff mockingly recalls an incident where he wanted to have sex and his wife didn't. Proudly, he tells his followers, I threw her on the bed. I jumped on top of her. Again, Jeff mockingly impersonates Shalea, saying melodramatically, No, get off me, no. And then we're making out. Throughout this disturbing admission, Shalea smiles and giggles while sitting next to her husband. She does give a laugh. She said, I was just trying to get changed and put on some clothes. And he's like, I went up behind her. And he says, like, and then that's when I threw her on the bed. And she's like, <laughs> like, the laugh starts to get, like, louder. And I was like, she seems embarrassed. Yeah, she. I. there are moments where she seems embarrassed. She seems like, oh, I don't think you should have said that. But she's she doesn't gotta, say anything. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of got, like, well, yikes, look. And she doesn't say anything on camera. Off camera, who knows? But... If they're in this relationship where the man is the leader and get, is the controls everything, I imagine she doesn't feel like she has much of a voice. I mean, clearly yeah. she's like, no, I'm trying to get ready. And he's like, fuck you, throws her on the bed and forces her to make out with him with his greasy yeah. ass hair hanging over. He's, if, yeah, if you're thrown on the bed, he's probably looming over you in it. Ugh. Oh, no. Yeah, it's so <laughs> gross. Oh, no. In another one of their YouTube videos, Jeff's rampant sexism is once again on display as he attempts to wax poetic about the female psyche. You're so frustrated and pent up, and finally the divine masculine comes home and we can have sex. The heteronormative idea of a divine feminine and divine masculine is another cornerstone of the TFU teachings. The misguided idea that in every relationship, one person must be feminine and the other masculine is one Jeff and Shalea deeply believe. The pair translates this notion to mean all relationships must consist of a man and a woman. This harmful ideology reached new heights when the TFU leaders began matchmaking within their own community demanding many of their followers change their gender identity and pronouns in order to achieve harmonious union. One of many boundaries, the terrible two have no problem breaking and exploiting for financial gain. So what do we think? I will save my opinions on the illegalities and stuff for later episodes. But for now, I would like to focus on what I have deemed to be the Elon Musk paradox, Okay, which is... It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much power you have. It doesn't matter how many businesses you start. It doesn't matter how many rockets you try to take off and then they end up blown up because you're bad at it. (laughs) 
It doesn't matter how many businesses you tried or how many bananas you ate. If you are a fucking cringe dork, no mu- nothing will change it. It will never change for you, Jeff Ion, Jeffrey Phillip. It just won't. You can have a thousand, hundred thousand dollar Porsches, and at the end of the day, you are nothing more than a scrawny little rat boy, little, little rat face boy, pretending to be Jesus. That's the other thing. In about March of 2018, this motherfucker was like, I'm actually Jesus. <laughs> and anyway, all the pictures of Jesus were actually me. Here's another thing I'm going to say, and I mean it, the... Our Lord and Savior's not named Jeff. He's just not. He's just not going to be named Jeff. <laughs> you don't think He's so? just not. No. Uh, I'm sorry, but do you know of Jeffrey Bezos? I'm pretty sure <laughs> our Lord Bezos. and Savior is named Jeff. Yeah, it's, um, it's what a ridiculous, just out of the blue admission to make. Like, yeah, by the way, I'm Jesus, too. And she His goes, parents <laughs> have got to be so fucking embarrassed and ashamed that they, As they raise be. this man. I mean, for sure. But yeah, at the heart of it, At the end of the day, when you're surrounded by your fucking crystals, you are still the biggest loser who is taking advantage of all of these people who have been and will always be better than you, despite their financial situation. You are a loser. Your wife is a loser. And the two of you need to fuck off to the moon forever and take your crystals with you. (laughs) <laughs> take your and to be like this one's a boy crystal and this one's a girl crystal I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about yeah. their fucked up notions of heteronormativity which we'll talk about in the next one but it's just never it's just trash with money you know what i mean yeah. and they might be like i'd rather be trashed with money than poor with class you have put your things in the wrong bucket if you're jesus read the bible then you dumb fuck read the uh, red he part. wrote it he lived it oh okay. never mind my bad okay well then he needs to reread it because he don't know it as well as he knows his own twin flames whatever book because the whole thing about greed and whatever it takes and swearing at people and all that shit ain't in there from my mm-hmm. recollection at least but i uh absolutely reject the notion that the master christ is named jeff it just <laughs> it just isn't it's just not and as a person who is I, i've been getting messages from god oh. i got one while i was walking the other day i was just walking i said oh i feel like i think god just talked to me i'd take my long walks and all that and i typed it out i don't What'd remember she oh. say she said hi it's me god <laughs> oh jeff ender divine is an embarrassing pussy He's not the master Christ. He is only a cringe Lord. Amen. See, I channeled you guys. <laughs> I did it. Follow me at htfu.org to join the master army. <laughs> uh, that is a registered domain that it's Heather has bought for the it. next three years. <laughs> and there's some uh, forthcoming Hope information. Be- I got to start my series, my YouTube channel on how you heather the fuck up. That's what HTFU stands for. I'm coming after these people. But for real, I think for this person or this episode, I know we ripped on them a lot. Fair enough. You know, because they are rip onable. If you look at any (laughs) three seconds of a video of them and you're like, oh, as a comedian, I have so many ways to roast this person. But uh, we roast them because, at least I am, because of the uh, pain in my stomach and the irritation and anger and righteous indignation. As an attorney who represented victims of scams, watching this shit play out just gets my goat. It just gets me. It gets me. And I'm sorry for everybody that's lost money, lost family members to this, because it's, you know, dumbass and funny as they are to laugh at. The flip side of it, it is pain anguish separation heartbreak mental disturbances that have is going to take years to undo ptsd they are fucking people up with this and i hate it 
Totally agree. And in part two, we'll talk more about just how much they have destroyed families and, you know, demanding people send letters, cutting off all contact, mothers just getting letters from their daughters saying like, this is the last time I'm going to contact you. I can't imagine the pain that comes along with that. And, and seeing your kid online in these videos, just you're like, I don't even recognize who they are anymore because these two, nobodies, these people are nobodies. They are literally YouTube influencers that tried their hand at a ton of different stuff to influence. And this one happened to stick. Why? Because it is a very easy way to target a vulnerable community and make money off of it. People want to be in love. They want to have somebody to spend the rest of their lives with. And some people, they are convinced that's all that's going to make them happy. And then they find a community that tells them, oh yeah, you're right. You're never going to be happy unless you find your counterpart. And oh, you don't have your counterpart? Well, here, uh, let's match you with this person. Oh, but that's a woman and I'm not into women. That's okay. We're going to make them become a man and they're going to get their haircut and we're going to have them uh, go by Dan and change their pronouns. You're like, what the fuck? And this is all stuff we will cover in part two because it only gets worse and it's so insidious and gross. And it's what really gets me is that something that started out as just like filming shit in their friend's living room has Mm -hmm. now gotten to this level it's so out of hand you know it's like it's it's wild to think like people like this can legally go on doing this Mm -hmm. but throughout the docuseries you see law enforcement like get called by family members or stuff for wellness checks and every time it's like well are the people there their free will well they're adults right they're they're this is of their free will to where one of the girl's sisters like, well, I don't know. I Would you define coercive control as free will? Which is a very good point. And no, I would not. I don't think they, I think they're, there is mind control at play here. And so that kind of takes away your free will. That's a great question of, of what mental state are you in? Do you have the competence to enter into a, a contract or whatever? Or, and you did and ongoing and adherence to that contract, given your mental state that you're in. And we'll talk about how they use their MAP program, which is a, a sort of a Teal Swan-esque mind control kind of device that uh, that it's real easy to pretend like you're God when you know everybody's secrets. Uh, yeah. And it's so. real easy to know everybody's secrets if you pretend like you're God. And, and you pretend like you're you a just psychologist. Said? Did I just say it in reverse? I meant to say it you in said, reverse, but did, did I say it the same yeah. way? <laughs> no, you said it in reverse because you're right. Because he's like, you need to talk to this because I'm t- talk to this therapist because I'm not therapist. You need to talk to this doctor, whatever, who's not really a doctor in psychology and talk to them. And because God says that you need to, mm-hmm. I'm God, I say that. And then they do it. And then catastrophe follows. So that yeah. will be part two. But part one, I think he is a victim of the Elon Musk paradox. I hope he doesn't become a billionaire, but uh, I bet if he had enough 
money, you'd probably take a take a ride on Elon's shuttle. He seems like the type. That, oh, if yeah, you're like sure. all like horny for fucking Warren Buffett, then I'm sure he's probably just as horny for Elon Musk, which is like another fucking sad thing to me whenever you hear a person idolize. Not that Warren Buffett's some heinous person. I mean, he's a capital. He's an investor. He's like bought companies. And uh, to the extent our participation in capitalism makes uh, capitalism makes us complicit. But to idolize money that way, it, it just shows like it's not shocking that when he does get it he flaunts it like a sad ass new money bitch like because he's literally obsessed with money from the jump Mm -hmm. and honestly that is the one thing that makes me feel bad for him how sad it must be that you value that over that you're willing to do so much damage and destruction because that's how much a cool watch means to Mm -hmm. you it's so vapid and it's so sad and do your due diligence when you're looking into groups like this. And if you, yeah. if if we're able to know all of this backstory about him, everyone, it's at everybody's fingertips. And now I think that more is coming to light with these docu-series. I hope more people see them for who they really are. But when you dig into his background, you're like, oh, yeah, he's just always wanted to be a, a business magnate and be a billionaire. Well, then that should tell you all you need to know. He's willing to say and do anything to get money. So, like... Don't believe any of the bullshit that's coming out of his mouth. True. And I think they did a really good job up until about 2020, whenever we'll get to in part two, uh, keeping it under wraps to be able to trick people. But it's my mom's always like, says who? And that's a great question (laughs) to ask yourself if somebody's trying to sell you something, Mm -hmm. sell you on doing something, giving away your money of like, who are you to ask me to or even a podcast? Like, who are we to talk about it? Well, I like to think we're researched. I'm a lawyer. Christy has, you know, we both worked with victims before. So if you're vetting out what you're listening to or what you're paying for, asking like, who is this person? I'm going to go look up their LinkedIn page. I'm mm-hmm. going to go, you know, I'm going to do a little digging. And then you can feel better about if you do actually want to give them two grand. I mean, before I chose a new counselor the other day, you know, not the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to Google this person. I'm going to yeah. Google their license. I'm going to Google, are they, what they say that they've done these research studies. I want to make sure they have so that they're equipped to work with somebody who has, you know, ADHD, who has these things. And it all checks out. So mm-hmm. yes, so it's just hard because when you're in a desperate, sad position that you, you're depressed, you're lonely, you're suffering from some fibromyalgia, from PTSD, from something, and someone comes up to you and goes, hey, it's just this one thing and everything mm-hmm. will be better and be fixed. And I have you, this you miracle elixir. I just need $500 from you. Right? You desperately yeah. want everything to be fixed and you're like, take my money. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and they go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Time and time again. Well, we will get into even more of this shit show in part two and most likely a part three as well. And uh, in the meantime, if you haven't checked out the docuseries on both Prime and Netflix, go do so. Because, I mean, we covered a lot, but these cover even more. And also so much of this is watching their videos and seeing how they act so you can hear us talk about them but you got to see how they are too for sure yeah and uh if you or uh, somebody you know is involved in twin yeah. flames or whatever first of all get out stop paying for them you just log off but if you were a victim of that do not feel bad about yourself you absolutely fell into the clutches of a uh, unscrupulous person mm-hmm. who is looking for someone who is willing to turn their wallet you know, open like you say it's not your fault if you get bit by a snake that's just what mm-hmm. they do you're just that's- walking by and this snake has a Jesus haircut. <laughs> he sure does. But he's still the same. It's copy and paste. The same shit, different day. And I'm just always sad when people get t- tangled up in it. For sure. Hey, 
Well, if you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content. We recently put up several things, didn't we, Heather? We had an Am I the Asshole last week. Yeah. It was very fun. We have a coming up an off my chest segment, which uh, folks like. We've done some calls for some new bits and whatnot. So oh, we've uh, gotten some. We've already yeah. gotten some submissions. So, yeah, so we have a, it's like an innocuous secret that you, you're you ashamed to tell anyone. So if you have a secret, someone asked, uh, can we do that as a new segment? And we absolutely will. So now, we're not looking for something we got to report no. to the police. No. You know, no. we all know what Please we're don't. talking about. But if there's something that I believe the one we read was, I stuck my cousin's toothbrush in the toilet because yes. they were being a real asshole like that kind of thing yes we would love to hear about that and we have a live stream coming up this thursday yes. at 8 p.m our monthly q a they're always so fun so unhinged it's Just it's truly <laughs> like such a fun time and i know we say that a lot and people are like sure whatever but it really is i would encourage I you to, to just you know if you've never joined one Come see what it's all about. The community's great. We answer the 20 most upvoted questions. It's always ridiculous. Shit goes wild every time. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, we have so much fun doing it. And we genuinely love hanging out with y'all once a month to do that. Yes, absolutely. No, November 30th, 8 p.m. Central and on Patreon. And you can watch all the replays, too. So there's like years worth of yeah. monthly live streams if you just want some whimsy in your life. All sorts. Well, you should head to SinisterHood.com and click shop on the top banner to buy the absolute best holiday presents for people that you love in your life. That could be uh, t-shirts, bugs, totes, stickers, clothes for your kiddos. We have uh, a water bottle up there. We got crewnecks. We got hoodies. Anything that the Sinisterhood fan in your life might be interested in, I bet we can get it. If you head over to our TikTok shop, there's also several deals going on. For a limited time, they had orders over $20 with free shipping. There's certain products that they, we don't really control the discounts on TikTok shop so i'll get on there and i'm like oh stuff's on sale all right so uh keep your eyes peeled over there or just head over to sinisterhood.com and click shop on the top banner and don't forget if you are a patreon subscriber at the ruling the airwaves or getting into it tier you have a special discount code that can be used always on any kind of merch always so being a patron kind of everything's always on sale so uh, if you need information on that go to the pin post on patreon to get your uh, your code absolutely while you're on our website, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for sources used during our research. You'll also find fun things like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets when we have live shows. Looking at you, 2024. Hey. We'll be coming back on tour. We do not know the places yet, so yeah. <laughs> we will be there. We will somewhere. announce it Where? when we uh, when we know, but we are going to be going back out soon. We will, we will find you. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> we will find you, but you can find us on Instagram and Threads at Sinisterhood Pod. You can like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Head to YouTube. We're now doing video versions of the episodes. We're getting settled on when they're all going to come out, but we always release them ad free early on Patreon, and then it'll be up on YouTube in a couple of days from now. So if you're watching on YouTube, hi, you can see us. How fun! Hello. Uh, you can also check us out on TikTok. Like I said, we got a, a sale going on on the shop and Cameo for your custom video. Shout outs. Another uh, great holiday us. gift. 
doesn't take up any room. It ships immediately, and uh, it's something that is going to blow their minds because it's just unexpected. And we put a lot into our cameos. We love doing them. So uh, the more uh, strange requests, the better that you put in there because it'll make the video so you know it's yours. So yeah. if you want to see McGruff, the corn skull, the Lucifer <laughs> head, we got all kinds of things. I can probably get pedal in a cameo. We can probably, probably get pedal in there. I've been saving yeah. some pumpkins to feed her. <laughs> so if you want to see Petal eat a pumpkin, Done. tell us in the cameo and I'll make it happen. You're going to be like, this one's booked from Christy to Heather. <laughs> Just videos of Petal, please. Like, you didn't have to pay for this. I'm like, I wanted to. I want Petal to earn her money. I want her to earn that pumpkin. <laughs> well, where can people find other pictures of your beautiful Juliana Pig Petal? Oh, look at you knowing her breed of course i do that's why we're best friends you can see me and more importantly my pig at christian wallace on instagram and you know i need to do a tiktok of pedal how have i not your whole tiktok should just be pedal i don't know how to do tiktoks and i'll be honest i love looking at them don't know how to make them so i need somebody to help me and then i can have a whole account of just pedal tiktoks pedal talks And that's at Christy or GTFO. Heather, where are you? Uh, I will help you happily with the pedal talks any day. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Bailey Bond. Sarah. Amethyst Dahlia GM30. Megan Keebler. Tia Weiler. Allie Edwards. Patty Sotolongo. Tammy Kardash. Jen Wallander. Allie Cat. Kate. Shauna Temple. Zoe Lisok. B Don't Brunch. LJLW. Charlotte Port. Courtney Rizzo. Denise Hill. Danielle. Harleen Ann. Madison Davis. Haley Brown. Lisa. Valerie Garcia. Tara Lene. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We could not do this without you guys. We sincerely love and appreciate every single one of you. We hope you pronounced your names correctly. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Mwahaha. <laughs>